What up, guys and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Fright Mike. I'm Liz. I'm Sam. And we're talking witchy horror. Yes, another episode of the baddest witches around. And this is one that, like, if you don't, I guess, if you haven't seen the movie, you wouldn't necessarily know it's a witchy movie. True. But it's very underrated nonetheless. And we're talking about The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes, it's about Graham Turn. Oh. I know. I'm so sorry. I feel like I cut you off for the title and the <laughs> We're just excited. Jesus. Fun. Autopsy of Jane Doe came out in 2016. Currently has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Highly regarded. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good movie. It's so good. It used to be on Netflix, I think. No. That's well, how I watched it at first. So I own it, but when I was trying to like rewatch it for the podcast, I was like, maybe let me just see if it's on anything, and it's on nothing now. I know. Maybe people caught on. I feel like they always do that when something gets like really popular. It's not available on anything anymore, and you have to pay for it. True. Or when you're trying to record a podcast episode and you don't want to go search the depths of your collection. <laughs> yeah. I did true. stuff for the same thing. I was like. I mean, it's Halloween season. It's got to be on something. And I Googled it and I, I think it said like, oh, Amazon Prime with premium subscription. I said, I mean, I pay for Amazon Prime. I got a premium <laughs> subscription. And it was like, with the Showtime add-on. And I was like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for it. Now I got to go down into my basement, try to find it. I mean, it's in alphabetical order, so it's fine. But- See, mine's not. <laughs> mine is like chaos. And people have commented before. They go past my movie shelf and they're like, nothing is in order. It's in order by genre. So I guess that's like something. But because most of it is horror, I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess it is chaos because it's not in alphabetical order. You got to like sift through everything to find. I just don't have the time, you know. I, yeah. I just don't have the time. Can't be bothered. I mean, you know, either way, I think unless you're looking for something specific, it doesn't matter. You take a look. When, once your collection gets big enough, you just kind of stare at it as a whole and you're like, it's like I got everything to watch and nothing to watch. You know? And the movie floats out to me. Yes. Yes. You Like the you colors of the spine. Yeah. You just know where it is because you've looked at it enough. Like when you're trying to figure out what to watch and you can't because you have too many options and then you like panic and watch like, like five hours of TikTok instead. Yeah. True. Yeah. I still, <laughs> I still maintain a ghost stole my copy of Moulin Rouge. Yeah, no, we, that is a that is a weird occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's strange, but it's back now, and we're not talking about that today. We're talking about the autopsy Maybe of Jane one Doe. Day. I mean, it's not a horror movie, but you know, we could switch things up. Yeah, my birthday. <laughs> hey, you, you know, do need birthday. a birthday episode. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, oh well. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, but yeah, we're here to talk about the autopsy of Jane Doe. Super underrated. Super underrated. This is a movie that I feel like when it came out, I like didn't, it was not on my radar at all to watch. But when I did, I was pleasantly surprised. And I feel like no one talks about this movie. And why not? Right? I think there was a, what did they used to do? Those like uh, horror films to die for, you know, like the fucking horror like, fest or whatever. The fuck? Oh, they're, they're going to say like <coughs> Those, like, watch mojo videos on, oh like, the God. scariest fucking movies that you haven't watched yet. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it wasn't one of those. It was, like, you know, the, like, eight films to die for or whatever. 
And it was something about like an autopsy or the morgue or something. And I, I had watched it. And years later, my aunt was like, have you ever seen the autopsy of Jane Doe? And I was like, yeah, for sure. It sucked. And she was like, (laughs) oh, I thought it was really good. It's got that guy from the girl next door in it. And I was like, wait, what's the movie called? (laughs) I realized it was not the same movie that I watched. And I was like, oh, no, have never seen it. She's like, it's on Netflix. And she's like, and I really thought it was good. It was it was different. And so then I went and watched it and was like, well, boy, howdy. That was not the movie that I thought. And it was so much better than I expected. It's very unsettling. It is. Especially if you're being a small cast. Like you said, in in a central location. Yuck. Yeah. Apparently Stephen King thought it was terrifying and said, don't watch it alone. And I said, well. Well, I'm going to watch it alone. I'm good. I have (laughs) watched. Yeah. Like, of course, I'm going to watch it alone. And also... I'm glad you recognize what scary is because you can't seem to get there yourself. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. If anyone tuned into our TikTok live a few months ago, you will recall <laughs> you will recall our hot takes, but I'm not a Stephen King fan. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I... Not for the most part. I feel like He's 20, okay. I feel like twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty five. Yeah. And that's a lot considering how much he's like put out. So, okay, I actually, so when we, I rewatched this for the podcast, I was a little like, because I watched it like late at night. I was like alone and I, I don't know, I was a little creeped out when I was like, you know, getting ready for bed after. Yeah. You know, I don't know. For sure. It's just an unsettling movie. It is. Especially with the the little bell. Yeah. And the whole fucking time you're waiting for this corpse to reanimate. Right. Which I feel like she does, like, at the very end. I, but I was, like, waiting for her to, like, blink, you know? Right, right. And it's interesting. So the corpse is played by a real woman. And she was on set for it. Like, essentially, like, let's say, like, 99% of any shot of her is actually her. And, like, the director, Andre Overdahl? Sure. Whatever. Um, I know we've talked about his movies before. Didn't he do like Troll Hunter, which we did not talk about on the pop- on the podcast? But um, he was like, "Oh, well, we were gonna use like a dummy or like you know prosthetic or whatever, but it just wouldn't look good, especially for some of those like close up shots." Um, so the girl they got to play Jade, the Jane Doe, was an actual person laying there naked pretty much the whole time, and she used to be a model and also was really big into yoga so she was able to like control her breathing oh. and all that stuff a lot better and like some of her like movements when they're like moving her body and her joints and stuff she has amazing skin let me tell you because i mean does. you see all of her but like her skin is perfection it's like porcelain <laughs> i think that's what i was most distracted by yeah not like her naked body on like a slab it was like no her skincare though <laughs> mm-hmm. drop that skincare routine girl <laughs> death (laughs) honestly corpse this whole cast really is just like very small yeah it's a father son ryan cox emile hirsch wolf whoever plays his girlfriend i don't know that's the name of the escaping there's like she was apparently in guardians of the galaxy but she wasn't a major player so i don't know yeah, like her name was like Karina or something. I don't know. I only I looked her up on IMDb. Interesting. Yeah, she's got a familiar face, so I was like, I've definitely seen her before, and it was like Guardians of the Galaxy, Karina, and I was like, 
I mean, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't know Karina, so... I can't think no. of off the top of my head who that is. But Mm-mm. this being a singular location, I just... I, I have, like, a like a, a soft spot for singular location horror movies because I just feel like they are at almost, like, a disadvantage because they have to, like... They have less to work with. Yeah. And so they have more work ahead of them trying to make these things creepy. And I just think that this... And I think this is, like, the perfect setting. Like, we're in a basement of an old house turned into a morgue. Like, these fucking creepy hallways. That fucking hallway mirror that they, like, utilize a bunch in the movie. Ugh. Yeah. It's creepy. It's a great setup. It's, like, very claustrophobic, especially because they can't get out. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, well, it's interesting, too, being, like, in the funeral business, or at least the autopsy business, uh, it's interesting how, for a long time, even Brian Cox, like, when shit just, like, ain't adding up, and stuff is weird, he's still, like, Emile Hirsch is like, it's not supposed to do that, right? I've seen it. It's rare. I've seen it in the past. Right. Like, it's always like, oh, I've seen it one time when X, Y, and Z happens and the moon is perfectly aligned with Saturn. Like, he's still, until the fucking end, trying to be like, no, this makes sense. (laughs) Emile Hirsch is like, no, it doesn't make sense. No. (laughs) It's crazy. But I guess, like, in a way, you do become desensitized or... You know, sometimes things happen, but it's just interesting. Like, the whole time, ever since her body, like, rolls into their morgue or autopsy room, whatever room it is. Yeah. Like, shit goes haywire. And one of them is like, this isn't right. And the other one's like, eh, well, what are you going to do? It's it's the business of bodies, you know? Yeah. And I think that this, I almost kind of feel like this movie is two different movies in one. Because I feel like you get that... Almost like true crime, like mystery aspect in the beginning because we open on like basically like a grisly crime scene. Um, all these people were murdered in a house, and then they the the cops get to the basement and we find like this mysterious woman who's buried. She's like completely naked, but like almost like perfectly preserved as a corpse, like half buried in the basement like dirt or whatever. Um, and so they bring her body because like the mystery. It, it's like almost like her death. Her death is the mystery, and that's why they bring her to the morgue for them to figure out. But it's almost like because like that, there's like that whole section in the beginning half of this movie where they're just trying to figure out like the mystery of it. They do the actual autopsy, and it's almost it's like fascinating because I used to like watch like medical shows and stuff yeah. like that. But then and then it turns like supernatural at the end. Yeah, you know? it's it becomes an entirely different movie. But like it's. They're both like genuinely like like the first part's so interesting that you like want to see more. You know, it's like that morbid fascination, and then the second half is like genuinely creepy, right? And it is. Uh, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Oh, it almost kind of reminds me of like the portrait of Dorian Gray too. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and it, it's interesting, like the little details that are dropped. You know, so like at the crime scene, they make it a point to say, "Oh, it's almost so weird." Like. Obviously, these bodies are fucked up, but it seems almost like they were trying to get out. There was no signs of, like, forced entry or anyone trying to get in. It seems like everyone was trying to get out. And uh, with the radio, there's a radio that they're playing so they can listen to music while they're doing the autopsies. And for a very brief second, it says, like, oh, it's going to be super sunny today. Like, another 
beautiful day. And then the body gets wheeled in. And Emile Hirsch, who was supposed to go out with his girlfriend, Emma. Yeah. Um, because the sheriff looked so concerned with his body and was like, I need a cause of death like tonight, like by the morning. Emile Hirsch was like, why don't you come back in a couple hours and, you know, we'll go see like a midnight show of the movie or whatever. And ever since she leaves and they start this autopsy, you can hear thunder and like storm sounds. Hurricane level storms happening outside. But you're like, well, that's so crazy because they were just saying how it was going to be a beautiful day. And as they continue to like cut into her, the radio is deceiving because it starts playing this song about like let the sunshine in and then there's um like weather reports like oh the storm it's getting uh, we can't believe there's a storm and it's so crazy so she's manipulating not only their immediate environment in this room but they're she's manipulating like everything yeah because at the end of the movie we realized there was never a storm they're like it's our fourth straight day of sunshine and right like just fucking crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) because from the second that they that the girlfriend leaves and they're like in this basement they're like trapped you know yeah they're never getting out and it's just crazy because they and they don't realize this right away like you get to the end when you realize like she's not actually dead but she is like her like her vessel is almost right (laughs) it's uh i feel like it's one of those like existential questions you know like if you are like almost like death becomes her you know mm-hmm. what do you do when you're guaranteed like when you're granted eternal life but your physical form suffers right like she's trapped here just mm-hmm. as much as they are Ooh, well, shit. Right? <laughs> eternal life doesn't always guarantee she just wanted eternal out. life right at what cost <laughs> at what expense do you get this you know? exactly but it's just, it's fascinating when they actually, even before they start cutting into her, like, they're like, okay, there's no fingerprints, there's no ID on this person. Her eyes are cloudy, which is showing, like, okay, well, the, the cops seem to think that she had been in the basement for a while, but then Brian Cox is like, well, it, it, cloudy eyes or whatever means that this is, like, a pretty fresh corpse, you know? And there's no marks, there's no bruises, there's no rigor mortis that set in, but yet she has, like, broken joints all of her like ain't her both of her ankles her wrists everything yeah shattered so they're like it's a it's a mystery in the beginning because they're trying to figure out why there's no external like signs that there's trauma mm-hmm. it's like watching those medical documentaries man i know and they slowly start kind of piecing together okay well it's interesting because she doesn't appear to have any external anything or like nasal blockages or whatever but there's dirt under her fingernails but it's actually peat and she also has it in her hair so she was buried in it but peat is specific to certain areas or like it's not just like dirt it's not something that's common under someone's house or anything and I think that's up north exactly mm-hmm. And so I don't know, I don't know if you pieced it together when you first watched it, but I remember watching and they were like up north and I was like, hmm, okay, (laughs) like 
the Northeast, perhaps. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> right. But, like, I still was like, I mean, okay, that shit happens. And then I forget what the second clue was. Oh, maybe when they pull that, like, plant out and it, um, oh. yeah, like, oh, to paralyze. And I was like, plants. I'm like, that's some witch shit right there. And then it was like, oh, and, and the then there's this cloth. Right, this cloth. I was like, man, y'all, some, it's some, this is a fucking witch. Like, yeah, well, because they pull that cloth out. From well, they pulled the string out of her throat, and right? And the cloth was that? Her, no, where was that? No, that the was, cloth was that in was, her stomach. That was in her stomach. That's yeah, because she tried to like swallow it and like, or it was forced, you mm-hmm. know. And it had all those like witchy signs, and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. right? The Roman numerals, everything. Yeah, like so they they explain that they're gonna um like the autopsy takes place in four parts. They're gonna do external, internal digestive you know and then like the brain essentially and even before they get to the stomach they like you said they pull the string out of her mouth they notice that her tongue is severed um but she didn't bite it off it was deliberately like cut off and she's also missing a molar and i feel like that's such a weird detail but then like later when they do this, when they pull like her organs out or whatever, like her, they notice her waist is small, but they were wondering if it's conge- congenital, congenial, one of those words. <laughs> congenital sounds like genitals, and I don't, I like that's not right. <laughs> but uh, they were like, oh yeah, like when they finally do like cut her open, she bleeds. And Emile Hirsch was like, as if she was like a fresh corpse right but her eyes are cloudy as if she's like four he said like what about like four or five days old or yeah. so but this was like within a few hours of the bleeding right because the miller she's like that's not supposed to happen and brian cox still at this point he's like i mean i've, I've seen it on a fresh corpse but like even, in a couple hours fresh even when he goes to collect her blood and he puts it in the fridge and it breaks okay come on right He's like, like she does not want to be found out <laughs> exactly and these the i know the tagline for the movie is everybody has a secret and then brian cox says it in the movie he's like everybody has a secret it's up to us to figure it out you know because in the beginning He's kind of quizzing his son, Emil Hirsch, you know, like, oh, how did this person die? And it's a body that's badly burnt. And he's like, oh, obviously smoke inhalation. And he's like, nah, 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 because, you know, I, you know, science reasons. Yeah. And there's a thing on his head. So he actually was dead when the fire occurred. So it's like, oh, you have to right. pay better attention. And uh, it's actually kind of fascinating. Like, they give, like, little hints of the history of them, too, because Emil Hirsch is... I think, like, something happened to his mom, like, where his mother died, so it's just him and his dad, and he, like, is really close with his dad, and his dad is in this line of work, and is kind of trying to show him, but he's not, like, super interested in it. It seems like he's, from the get-go, he's more so interested in being almost like a cop, because of how Mm -hmm. he's like, well, why did this happen? And Brian Cox is like, we don't care why, we just, the cause of death is what we're interested in, not everything else around that exactly but the entire movie he's like well why is this woman in here like something happened to her and we need to find out what it was and he's like no we need to find out like you know even when they bring the body down he's like well normally we would you know see like the crime scene or he was like something fixated about like the crime scene Mm -hmm. you know he's like well it's protocol yeah you know so it was interesting and he's a what certified medical examiner yeah right i think so something like that 
Yeah, so he he's still learning. <laughs> he's still learning. Yeah, but even while they're doing all this stuff, it's like they give little hints that there's like things going on with like the radio going haywire, the lights flickering, everything is just like chaos. And it spins out of control so quickly. It's true. They start to notice, too, that, like, on the body, there's so many impossibilities. Like, the inside, like, her lungs are blackened as if she had been. Because he's like, oh, even, you know, like, I wouldn't have taken her as a smoker. And then his dad said, even if she had smoked 10 packs a day for 30 years, her lungs wouldn't look like that. Like, that would only happen if she was essentially, like, set on fire. Mm -hmm. And they took her heart out and there's like lacerations on her heart and scarring on her heart and cuts like internally on like her lungs and you know all this stuff and there were they did like a oh the swab yeah like i want to say it's like a rape kit yeah um but they swabbed her and they were like oh well anything like internal it was deliberate and then that fly comes out of her nose so then she's got the 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 bloody (laughs) nose which I have like a weird, sick fascination with bloody noses. I don't get them enough. I think they're so pretty. But um, anyway, yeah, it's like all probably this. Probably a good thing that you don't get them very often. It is probably. A good I, thing. I feel like it's like not a good sign when you when you get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I just the way that they look when it's like dry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, she gets like a cool bloody nose. But yeah, it's like all these Im- impossibilities. And that's the good mystery. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? Because before you realize that she was like, what she really is, it's like, okay, well, what the fuck? You know? I know. Like, you want to know. Because this mar- movie isn't really marketed, like, you know. Like, obviously, like, it's not going to be a witch. Like, you're just trying to figure out, like, what the mystery is behind her death. Yes. But. It's so cool. It's so cool. My I God. know. Oh, and that, we need to talk about that, that hallway mirror some more. Because there's that Oof. scene where, like. Emile Hirsch, like, the son is, like, going back and forth, getting th- some things, and he goes to, like, in the hallway, he just sees, like, the hallway mirror is, like, so you can see, like, around the corner. It's like a hospital Yeah, like, mirror. in a hospital or whatever. And he keeps seeing, like, a body, like, a person standing there, and whenever he, like, goes around the corner, they're gone, but they, oh, my God, that fucking mirror, man. I know. <sighs> the second that movie was panning through the house and you saw that mirror you were like oh you son of a bitch i know you already know oh my god but oh even when they cut her open and he brian cox's character like he cuts his arm on her bone mm-hmm. i knew he was fucked from that moment on because i'm like this is this can't be good right that isn't even like what really kills him but like i just knew it ain't good it's like a foreshadowing <laughs> right so many weird things happen like they have a cat and when Emil Hirsch sees that body, then he keeps hearing noises. He goes into what their like office. Yeah. And he thinks he hears something in the vent and he looks and he sees something and his dad, like it looks like the body is in the doorway, but it's just his dad. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, there's something in the vent. And when they look, it's the poor cat. And unfortunately, like yeah. So then they like, the dad ends up like breaking the cat's neck because he's essentially dead. And then they incinerate it, and it's like, oh, the cat used to be the mom's. And it's like, it's so sad. But then they get right back to it. And uh, I think it's, like, right around here where they, like, so they do find, like, the cloth. And the and cloth. The flower. The flower. It's a. The Jim. Jimson? What is Jim. it? Jimson? I wrote Jimwee, but I don't know if that's right. Wait, I wrote it down. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's like the a, fuck It's on. like a paralysis. 
Jimson weed. Jimson. Jimson. Jimson weed. Uh, it's a paralyzing agent that grows in the Northeast. So at this point, if you're not like, she's a witch, then you're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, they also pull out a cloth and it within the cloth is an, a bone, like a tooth. And I was like, well, that's definitely her missing molar. And I don't know why, like, even the characters for... It takes them a couple minutes for them to be like, oh, yeah, that's the tooth. Um, but there's all these, like, Roman numerals and symbols on the, the cloth. And they're like, what could it mean? And I feel like they just neglect the cloth until the end where they're like, wait a minute. There's got to be something that we haven't figured out yet. But they still suspect at this point that she could have been, like, I think it's the son that was, like, finally, like, well, maybe she was, like, a human sacrifice. Because right. they have this, like, drawing board up and they're realizing, like, okay, well, like, broken all these joints or whatever, burned, you know, like, a tongue lungs, cut out. Like, yeah. everything, everything is showing that. Made her, they pulled out her tooth and made her swallow it. Yeah. Like, that she was this human sacrifice. But yet she shows no signs on the outside. Right. So we're like, what the fuck? Exactly. And uh, I think it's like right around here. He wants the, to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he even says, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, But they find, I think it's the dad. He finds, like he peels back essentially like the skin on her breastplate. And within her skin, oh, like on the opposite scene. side, it's all tattooed with these symbols. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, that's like the old fuck moment right. the movie. Oh my God. I remember watching this and thinking like, oh, okay. So like she was a witch from the Salem Witch Trials. But then seeing those tattoos, I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening right now? And then. And the- this is like the part where it just turns supernatural. Like yes. supernatural because the lights go out. Everything shatters. Like all the glass. And they keep making it a point to display it. Like they have six like body trays or like body cubbies, whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drawers. And they show that now all six of them, even though three are occupied, like all six drawers are open. And there's one specifically that we see in the beginning of the movie when um, he's showing his girlfriend, Emma, the body, and it's got a bell around its, like, ankle or toe. And Brian Cox says how, like, back in the day they weren't sure if the body was just, like, comatose or if they were dead. So they'd strap a bell on them, and if they could hear the bell chiming, then they'd know that, like, someone was alive. And so now you just keep hearing somewhere in the distance, like, the bell chiming and it ain't it's not good right their phones don't work the tree has fallen across the like storm door to get out like the cellar door yeah so they're trapped inside they did they do try to call the cop back and like the line said of course yeah it always because they do have a land like their cell phones have no service but they have a landline Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course they can't get through. And now I think at this point they're realizing like she is the one that's doing it. Yeah, it's after like the dad gets knocked unconscious that they're like, okay, this has to be her because none, no, everything was fine until she got brought in here. And even like Brian Cox, he says, no, you know, there's something that she doesn't want us to know. And, you know, basically they're having that conversation. Why us? And oh, well, you know, we're just kind of in her path. But we are probably closer than anyone else has gotten because 
their job is to literally take her apart and examine her and figure out a cause of death. So they're thinking like, oh, well, no one's gotten this close to figuring out her secret. Um, and then there's that creepy where like they hear the oh, bell in the God. hallway and Emil Hirsch looks under the door to see if anything's around. And then you hear the bell and you see like the feet mm-hmm. and it's trying to get in. I don't know why disembodied feet is so scary. Like the conjuring. Yeah. yeah Ugh. And then the whole elevator scene because yeah. now they've like. They're trying to break, right? This is, or is this, bef- this is before. No, well, this is, they're they, going to set the body on fire. Yeah, they try to bring her to the crematorium and it doesn't work out. But they do try to escape through the elevator because, like, the power keeps cutting on and off. Yeah. But then it cuts on for a minute. So they, like, go running for the elevator. And they're trying to get in and they think it's, like, the dead body, like, the, with the bell trying to go after them. Because they see it. It's yeah. like, it's like a something is walking towards them and the body mind you does not have a face because it's known early on the movie that he his face was blown off in what appeared to be a suicide but it was not a suicide and so this like mangled body is walking so yes like they're hiding on the elevator thinking this thing is like stalking them but it's not (laughs) sad because it's actually emma is that her name? Emma? Yeah, I think it's Emma. Her the the son's girlfriend. She just like and they like axe her. <laughs> yeah, the dad does. It's like such a like a brutal scene because you think like oh my god he's going after because they're all like you don't know like if they're like delirious because she's like manipulating them like the the Jane Doe but then when you know you cut back and you realize oh my god he's killed like the girlfriend it's just like heartbreaking. <laughs> it's so sad. That's something, though, that I wonder about every time I watch this movie. It, it's it got to be, like, it's got to be true because I know at the end of the movie, like, yeah, you know, whatever. But part of me always wondered, like, was she really dead or was that, like, a manipulation thing? You know, because yeah. she made it, she manipulated them to see the bell guy, but really it was her. But I was like, well, was that also a manipulation, too, to get them... To like a really weak, vulnerable state to where they would ultimately, yeah, well, maybe know, because sacrifice at, themselves. And because at the end, she makes it seem like he's getting rescued, right? You know, and there was no one ever there. So you know, you never know what is actually real in this movie and what's not because, I mean, <laughs> right? And how would she have gotten back down? Mm-hmm. Well, exactly because you need a key for the elevator. Yeah, and. I mean, granted, she made it seem like there was a storm, so, like, they couldn't get out. Yeah. But I guess she really could have gotten down, but they made it a point, like, oh, you need a key for the elevator. Because she's like, how did you get down here? She's like, you left your key in the elevator. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the only death in this movie where I'm like, but did it I don't know if happen? that counts. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's more chilling is by now we don't know for sure, like, what's her deal, like, all the way because then they go back and then they cut her skull open and that's when we realize she's actually still alive which is so crazy that's like the like oh my god what yes. it, and oh, all so of the up. organs that they've pulled out of her body have like rotted yeah like quickly decomposed because she was 
preserving them. Oh, the one in the microscope is such a good scene. I know. She's like, what the fuck? And we just like go under and like her brain matter. <laughs> yeah. Is alive still. It's wild. Well, then at this point, they kind of realize, oh, okay. They fold over. The, so like there's symbols on that cloth, right? And they fold it to like make sense of it. They fold it in half. They realize these things basically add up to like Leviticus 2025 or something. Mm -hmm. And it says like if any person essentially like consults the dead, then they, you know, like they're they're a witch. You know, like then their fate is their blood is on their own hands. They're a witch, yada, yada. And so they're like, oh, shit. This thing's also from 1693. She's got like peat. It. She's got the Jimson weed from the Northeast. She's she was a witch, but like for they, real, for real. Because even they real. say and, like, oh, that was like a fake thing, and it was just all hysteria among women, and they were all getting killed for nothing. But like, no oh, man. Mm. Right. Well, then they kind of come to the conclusion, almost like Jennifer's body style. They're like, well, wait a minute. So in Jennifer's body, they tried to sacrifice a virgin to get fame and fortune but she lied about being a virgin so she came back as a demon and they're like well wait a minute if they tried to like because they they tortured her yeah they could see that like they she has been tortured because they thought she was a witch she wasn't hanged she was like burned and scarred and whatever and they're like well okay let's say for a second that like she wasn't a witch what happens when you perform this ritual on someone thinking they're a witch but they're not like does then the inverse happen where then she's like a cursed body and they kind of do this whole thing like oh my god well then that means like she's still alive she's a ghost and she's <laughs> cursed right like and she's feeling everything like every cut that we've made she's tried to stop because she feels everything and brian cox real you know comes to the realization that like everything that they've done to her she is in a way doing to them yeah and he's like she'll never stop until until Amelia's just like until what it was very like the ring with yeah. brian cox when he's like she'll never stop <laughs> you know um but it's it, i think that's like so impressive <laughs> like her making them feel what she feels right in different ways oh. in ways that she can manipulate also this movie and movies like it make me realize that if I mean, I pray to God that I never find myself in a spooky situation like this. But if I do, I am not the brains of the operation. And I hope that I get stuck with the brains of the operation. Oh, yeah. I would never put that together. Like, she won't stop until she takes us. And she's from this. And, well, what if the inverse is true? What if she's not a witch? But they serve as a witch. <laughs> I'd be like, bro, shit's fucked. I don't know There's how to fix you. Right. I don't know where to start and stop with this mystery. At least though, at least they went back, like after the whole crematorium scene, at least they went back to try to like figure out the rest of it yeah. instead of just fucking trying to like spend the rest of the movie getting out because it's like they knew that they had to solve the mystery even though it didn't really matter in the end. Yeah. Like true. they had they did it for us, the audience. They did it for us. Uh but But it, they realized nobody can fucking stop her. Right. And the dad gets completely fucked. <laughs> like, in the most brutal fucking way. He, like, they, she takes it literally where she is breaking his fucking limbs and 
Oh my god. Well, it's sad because he he does say he's like, I realize what needs to be done. Like, and he tells the like Jane Doe, he's like, I surrender myself to you. Just leave my son alone. So he's essentially like sacrificing himself. So everything that was done to her is done to him. And you're like, oh, what a good dad. And it's like sad because Emil Hirsch comes in in time to see his dad like literally die. Yes. Getting like his life sucked out of of him. That's all you hear all like the bones snapping and just nope. And then you're like, oh, my God, like everything seems to calm down. You hear the banging on like the cellar doors of the cop. And he's like, we're caught, we're breaking down. You're like, we're sawing through the tree. Cut, we're coming to get you. And Emil Hirsch is like, I'm here. And you're like, oh my God, he's going to get saved because his dad sacrificed himself. And like the stupid song about like, let the sunshine in and like the devil and like all this stuff keeps playing throughout the movie. And so the guy's like, let me in. And Emil Hirsch is like, I can't. And he's like, let me in. I can't. Let me in. I can't. And then. All of a sudden, he starts, like, the cop from the other side of the cellar door starts singing that, like, Let the Sunshine In song. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, he kind of backs up against this, like, rickety-ass banister. And you're like, oh, he's gonna. He gonna die. He's gonna die. He's not safe. No. Mm-hmm. And then Brian Cox is, like, ghostly ghost. form. <laughs> and Emil Hirsch falls to his death. And really the closing of the movie is them like now investigating this crime scene. And it's so sad that like they both father and son are dead and they're getting rid of this Jane Doe. And the cop is like, I don't want her in my jurisdiction. I don't want it in my county. Like ship it off to her. (laughs) Right. And then the last clip of the movie is the guy who's driving the transport truck he hears that song on the radio and then her little toe wiggles wiggles as you hear a bell ding-a-ling yeah crazy and and by the way and her body's fully intact not an incision mark on it oh i don't think i noticed that before all of her organs are back in no no y cut interesting Mm -hmm, because the cycle is repeating her eyes are all milky again right (laughs) oof uh this fucking movie's so good it's fantastic. It's. I think the only thing I don't like about this movie is how, like, how, the jump scares. I don't know why they bother me. Not all of them, but I just feel like it, toward the end there's, like, too many. And it's just, like, they're kind of cringy. Like, the cat and the vent yeah. and everything. Like, they're, well, they're the obvious. Yeah. But I, know, didn't want the, I didn't want fruit. that. Yeah, but I didn't want that. I, it was so interesting in the beginning. And I appreciate, like, the end with the supernatural part. I think, like, the people that don't really care for this movie that much, I think that's where they fall off a little bit was at the ending. Yeah. But I still, I mean, I still liked it a lot. I like the know. whole journey to the ending, right? you know? Like the, like you said, Getting the there. investigation ID channel kind yeah. of situation. <laughs> Mystery diagnosis. Exactly. You know, you know. <laughs> exactly. I'm here for it <laughs> that that part of the movie is fantastic yeah because it's more than just like a supernatural or like it's not your conventional witch movie there's like a mystery involved to getting there and i think that's what makes it so fascinating exactly exactly <sighs> should we so get to good. ratings let's do it what are you gonna give this movie i think i'm gonna give this movie a four out of five 
Oh, maybe four and a half. I don't know. Like, maybe a four out of five. Okay. That's my, like, gut. How about you? Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Fuck yeah. It's a near-perfect film. It makes me feel all the things. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, It's still good every time I rewatch it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it, like, loses anything, even when you know the ending. Yeah. Well, it's just all around a good movie. It is a really good movie. It's super, super underrated, like I said before. Like, I feel like nobody talks about it. Yeah, the only thing that loses me is the jump scare, like, thing. Like, yeah. there's, like, too many at the end. But it's still, like, a creepy movie, though. It's, like, chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch it in the daytime or don't watch it alone. Yeah, don't watch it alone. I mean, I didn't. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was peeping over my shoulder a little bit. I watched it alone both times, but I think I watched them both during the day. Because the first time I was like, oh, I don't know what this is going to be about. Yeah. And then I knew we had to watch it for the podcast. And I was like, well, I got a Wednesday afternoon to kill. I'll uh, I'll toss her on. Yeah. You know, but. Like, you know that scene at the end of, like, the Ouija origin of evil? The one that, like, freaks us out so much. Yes. Like, the fucking. The. The person crawling on the yeah. ceiling. I feel like they could have almost did that in this movie with, like, the fucking dead guy. Oh, no. Ugh. awful awful also that hallway mirror all reminds me of darkness falls if anyone's ever seen that movie it wasn't there like a hallway mirror and some of that where they were trying to figure out with like the lighting i think and so trying yeah to find her for some reason it also reminds me of the grudge oh god right <laughs> and i don't i don't really know why but it does was there a scene with the was something like that in the probably grudge? gonna shove me when i saw it first well, that's the thing i've seen it one time and one time alone you think i'm gonna watch that again to find out i don't fucking think so i don't know i feel Ooh. like if i watched it now i wouldn't think it's as scary but like when i first saw that movie it like really 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 scared me yeah there was some like genuinely creepy moments on that i don't know you you might be right it's been a, it's been a minute i swear there was something with it in there because didn't that woman where ultimately she like pops out of the blankets oh, you know it's I not d- safe <laughs> right like i swear she, she was like working at a hospital or somewhere where it had those mirrors and she was like running from something oh maybe i know she was in the elevator and there was like the little cat boy yeah that yeah was like on every floor mm-hmm. and she wasn't even paying attention that he was standing there yuck yuck I don't like that I don't yuck as hell <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not uh, so yeah, if you guys have seen the autopsy of Jane Doe, let us know what you think about it. You can find us over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Let us know your thoughts. We are at Fright Mike Podcast. If you want to hear more content from us, we have a Patreon. For a few dollars a month, you can help support our show. We got some extra bonus episodes. We do new movie reviews. We do our rankings over there. We do fright fights with villains. So there's a lot of cool stuff to check out over there. Um, But of course, if you don't want to support us over there or can't support us over there, (laughs) just leave a five-star review or rating wherever you are listening and we would truly appreciate that kind of support from you. Absolutely. Also, don't forget to share us on your social medias. Oh, yeah. You know, show people that you're popular. That you're cool. You're a cool kid that likes horror-related things. Yeah. No, but that also helps boost our show, too. It does. We would truly appreciate it. Yeah. But until next time, I'm Liz. I'm Sam. Rest Rest in in peace. peace.